For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Before we get started with today's show, I want to tell you guys about betonline.ag. The Vegas Golden Knights may be Stanley Cup champions, and the Denver Nuggets may be kings of the basketball world. That doesn't mean there aren't dozens of props, odds, promos, and parlays available for you right now at BetOnline Sportsbook. Use our promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, with the link in the description to this episode to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first bet. Whether it's baseball, MMA, boxing, WNBA, golf, or anything in between, a 50% welcome bonus is available for you. Bet online where the game starts. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, or good night, however and whenever it is you may be listening, thank you for stopping into another fantabulous episode of the Take It Easy podcast, live on the Believe Podcast Network, except it isn't live because it is, as always, a podcast. Welcome everybody, it is Tuesday, June 27th, according to my count, it may not be that according to your count. But we appreciate you stopping in however and whenever it is you may be listening. This is the first time the Take It Easy podcast has gone to three days a week. I wanted to symbolically recognize that by skipping the Monday episode of the show, which just felt weird waking up on Monday and having no new podcast out. But the Take It Easy podcast is now three days a week. The plan right now is to go Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday as the Take It Easy podcast recording schedule. We will see what ends up happening in the future. But for now, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday is the recording plan. This week, we're going to go Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday with our podcasts. And today, We have a very special episode of the show where last week I got the incredible opportunity to do an NBA draft show for our radio station in Sacramento. It was the first time in eight drafts, four NFL drafts, now four NBA drafts. This is the first time we didn't have free time to sit down and do a post-game show or a live show for the Take It Easy podcast, so... I felt that because I got this incredible opportunity, we could share in the moment with each other. And so I wanted to put together the second part of our live show 
from the Take It e- from the Sacktown Sports 1140 studio, where myself, Jason Ross, Chris Watkins put together a fun draft show. It's going to have some Sacramento Kings talk to it, but a lot of the draft coverage you're going to hear is from uh, about picks 10 until picks 20, and then at the end of the draft, we are going to have a breakdown of one, the Sacramento Kings last pick, but two, just a recap, a surmise of the draft, and I wanted to share that with all of you to put it out there because I'm really proud of this. I'm really proud that we got to do an NBA draft show for an actual radio station with a an actual audience beyond this incredible space that we've created here. It's it's kind of fun and kind of incredible. And I wanted to share it with all of you here today to kick off NBA free agency week. So from the Davis Burton's trade dump onward, we have an NBA draft live show from Sacktown Sports. And by the way, even if you don't hear my voice all the time, because sometimes it's better to include other voices, even if you don't hear my voice all the time, you're going to hear some rejoiners and some beds that are uh, my doing. The music, the rejoiners, all of that stuff is me in the background putting a little creative touch on this broadcast, as well as giving you some insights on the NBA draft. And I felt like this would be the best way to give our draft insights is the show we did live on Thursday last week. So here is the 2023 NBA Draft live show for the Take It Easy podcast, courtesy of myself over at Sacktown Sports. With the first pick in the 2023 NBA Draft, the San Antonio Spurs select Victor Wembanyama. With the second pick, the Charlotte Hornets select Brandon Miller from the University of Alabama. Third pick, the Portland Trailblazers select Scoot Henderson from Marietta, Georgia. With the fourth pick, the Houston Rockets select Amen Thompson from Oakland, California, an overtime elite. And with that, the draft is over. You heard them all. Now that is the top four. They have gone through nine picks. Welcome into our very special NBA draft coverage show. Jason Ross, Chris Watkins, here for the next couple of hours, awaiting pick number 24, 38, and 54, if they all stay in place with your Sacramento Kings. What's up, Chris? Not much, Jason. Yeah. Excited for the draft. Me too. It's one of the biggest days of the of the basketball year, and uh, you know we're used to this being the biggest day of the year, the day that we all wait for, and it's uh, it's a little strange to be yeah. uh, sitting here not concerned at all. Let's go to the next pick. The Utah Jazz select Taylor Hendricks oh. from UCF. All right, that's the one we uh, did know, but it's officially Taylor going Hendricks. over the board, and so that is at number nine. The Utah Jazz Dallas will be on the board here, or on the clock here. In moments. So when we hear of information, we will pass it on. We will let you hear the picks as well. Uh, but we're we're slicing off names here, Chris, yeah. coming off the board for Monty West and the Kings uh, front office. Yeah, it's it's kind of gone chalk a little bit so mm-hmm. far. Where the only real uh, surprise has been Bilal Koulibaly going. Um, well, he's going to the Wizards. Yeah. Was selected by the Pacers, and they're flopping for Jarris Walker, who was taken immediately after. Uh, it, it's it's uh, it's going to be an interesting day, and now is really the time uh, where it's going to affect the Kings the most because this is really where where the most 
uh, random stuff can happen that could impact who will be there when the Kings pick at 24. And we do want to remind everybody, we're just getting started. We're going to be here until 9 o'clock. We should get all the Kings picks in first round, second round, and we're cover- brought to you by Power Business Technology. For all your business office equipment needs, contact them at 844-POWER-BZ or go to powercopiers.com. Uh, we're still picks away from the Kings. Yeah. Do you have a preference? Not that, you know, your personal pick that you would like to see the Kings go for at 24. I was just talking with Jay and Rami about this. I feel like at this point, I don't really have a specific person that I like and over anybody else. Um, it's more just uh, a level of uh, experience that I'm looking for. I, I find myself especially now looking for guys who have been uh, one t- or I'm sorry, more than one year in college, you know, Chris Murray sounds like Monty. Uh, exactly. Yeah. And it's a common trend that Monty McNair has had uh, throughout his, his drafting history. And, and I really think that this is a great opportunity for them to take uh, somebody who is a little bit more pro ready right now, not as much of a developmental project that can help the Kings win next season, which is really uh, the goal. And with three picks, it feels like it feels like they, they need to uh, nail at least two of them. I think, would, would be really beneficial for this Kings team next year. Well, there's going to be a lot of fluidity, a lot of movement around the draft. What, do we have some breaking news, Kyle? When it breaks, we have it first. It's Sacktown Sports breaking news. According to Shams Sharania, Dallas is trading Davis Bertons and Carson, Wall- and Carson Wallace as the number 10 pick to Oklahoma City. Okay, so OKC, who also has the, what, 12th pick. Yep. Um, so Bertans and Wallace, who will be selected here momentarily, will get the Dallas Mavericks hat. But according yeah. to that, it looks like Wallace and Bertans going to OKC. So movement is happening also throughout the show. We're going to get everybody caught up in uh, trade yesterday, trade today. Chris Paul going to the Warriors. My goodness. Um, it, you know, and, and you start to think about that, too, about the ramifications for the Kings. Because, Chris, I think if you just look at the quick landscape of, without getting too deep into the trades yet, Marcus Smart going to the Grizzlies, already a good team. The yeah. Nuggets are the defending champs. Bradley Beal going to Phoenix. Chris Paul going to the Warriors. I'm not saying the Kings have to react to that, but I don't know if they could just be as simple as run it back with a draft right. pick and think, oh, we'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 fitting. The Kings get good one year, and everybody in the Western Conference loses their <laughs> mind and all of a sudden wants to create these super Spoil teams. Spoil it for us. <laughs> and I know. It's like, come on. We we, we, we gave you guys some time. Now, yeah. now let us shine. Uh, it, it's... It's uh yeah, it's gonna be an interesting night because for that reason, I mean, there's so much movement. The stars, uh, the Warriors getting Chris Paul is definitely interesting. Uh, I don't hate it as much as I think I'm, I'm from what I'm hearing everybody else around. But uh, you know, yeah, you mentioned the Grizzlies as well getting uh, Marcus Smart. I mean, those are two Western Conference teams that the Kings are going to be fighting against. That uh that you know definitely got a different look today and it'll be interesting to see how both of those moves uh, impact those teams winning next season all right so officially at the draft on the clock is dallas at 10 but as kyle just mentioned the pick will be carson wallace looks like he's going to be shot to okc so expect and oklahoma city is going to trade pick 12 to dallas so okay, it's so they'll pick they'll flop wallace and whoever's at 12 but burton's is the piece yes dallas is moving down two spots to move off of burton's contract gotcha okay so with that Again, I don't know how else you do it, Chris. It's been a pet peeve of mine. I, I don't know how you switch it. Uh, let's do a Kings example. The Fox draft of 2017, they also picked 10, and they technically drafted Zach Collins. Yeah. Even when they drafted him, they knew there was a trade for 15 and 20, which later became uh, Justin Jackson and Harry Giles. 
but under the logs, under the definition, the Kings drafted Zach Collins. Yeah, it's my least favorite thing that the NBA does. It seems like such a simple fix. If we all at home know that uh, that you know the, a pick Carson is going Wallace to is Carson moving. Wallace is going to be not a, a Dallas Maverick, why is he going to put the hat on? Yeah. We all know already that this isn't going to be the case. It, it seems like such an easy thing to fix, and it, it, it's just it's the weirdest thing because then you look back. You know, whatever. If you look for a Kawhi Leonard draft pick, he's got an Indiana Pacers hat mm-hmm. on, and it's just it's it just ruins what could be a really cool picture as well. Yeah, uh, that we can just look back on in history. Well, let's start at the top. There was no mystery here. Victor Webinyama goes yeah. number one. Um, and with the tenth pick in the 2023 NBA draft, the Dallas Mavericks select Kaysen Wallace. From the University of Kentucky. All right, so Casey Wallace, I think I called him Carson Wallace. Apologies, I wrote that down on Casey Wallace. We mentioned he looks like he will be uh, flipped here quickly to go to the 12th pick, which is OKC in Dallas. So, already some teams that are flopping here. And I think that one that was just announced, Koulibaly and Adrace Walker, is interesting because Washington uh, or Indiana basically could have taken who they wanted there, but they were already making a move and trying to get some more players. So Washington has been the most active team. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they look completely different overnight. I mean, they they now get Tyus Jones. They ship out Bradley Beal. We already knew that was going to be the case. They ship off Kristaps Porzingis uh, over to Boston. And yeah, now now they're looking like they have Jordan Poole, who they they got for Chris Paul, and and now have uh, have Koulibaly as well to add to Tyus Jones. And now tons and tons of picks in the future as well. So, uh, you know, Washington is, yeah, finally hitting that reset button after years of kind of living in purgatory and, and never really <laughs> figuring out what side of success they want to be on. Yeah. Um, going back to Victor, too, by the way, Victor Women Young, we were touching on him going number one, Spurs, long way to go, but just a generational product, uh, mm-hmm. a project. Mentioned to you before the show, I was looking, doing some research on the history of the lottery, and really mm-hmm. there's not that many people. It's just the way the NBA works, and I think it's even changing even more now, Chris, but. Uh, in the history of the draft lottery, since 85, Patrick Ewing was the first one taken number one. There's only four number one picks all time that have won a championship with the team they were drafted on. And that's surprising what? to me since the lottery yeah. has started. So that's David Robinson and Tim Duncan. So you're looking Both at Spurs. Spurs and then <laughs> LeBron. But he's a little bit of an asterisk because right. he comes back. And then also um, Kyrie Irving. What do you, what do wow. you see? Uh, I just, Shams just put out – this is uh, – this is – Almost as shocking as Koulibaly already. Orlando is selecting Jet Howard at number 11, uh, son of Juwan Howard out of Michigan. Uh, We were seeing Jet Howard. I mean, literally, if you look at the ringer's most updated mock Wasn't draft. Was he past the Kings? He was, was he? selected by the oh, Kings. Oh, he was the Kings. At 24. Right. So, I mean, for, for Jet Howard to jump all the way up to 11, I mean, he was really somebody who this entire draft cycle, you heard – Really nothing about there was a there's I mean, you know, I, we were talking about Jaime Jaquez earlier. There was reports the other day about how Miami is very interested in him at 18. We have heard not a peep about Jet Howard this entire time. Uh, I'm shocked to see him go at 11 uh, to Orlando. And now that's that's Orlando's second pick as well. Um and uh, who, Anthony they, they Black. Took, uh, Anthony Black. Yeah. That's right. Anthony Black at number six. Yeah, they were six and eleven. I mean, team that obviously needs some help, but they got some good young pieces. I don't think. Mm-hmm. I think if Orlando does things right and correctly over the next couple of years, I think they could turn some things in their favor. Yeah. But 
That one is surprises me. That one definitely surprises me. And, you know, it's it's Orlando seems to just have a, a player model that they really like, and they yeah. really like those longer, uh, taller guys. And, and Jet Jet Howard is a six eight shooting guard that that definitely fits into uh, into what Orlando's mold is, which is just crazy length. I've always said this about the, any draft, any level. If, if you like your guy, do it. But Take you also it. have Absolutely. you have to stand with the, the yeah. with conviction and then answer to the critics if you get it wrong and. Um, or, and if there was a reason that you couldn't move back to get the same player, if it wasn't out right. there, I mean, you got to have a willing partner, but if you pick Jed Howard, be convicted with it and go, yeah, that's our guy. And hopefully, yeah. uh, you're right. Yeah. And we saw that a couple of years ago with a team like Phoenix, who was kind of, uh, everyone was really shocked when they took Cam Johnson. Yeah. Well, look at Cam Johnson yep. now, who's entering restricted free agency. That's a player the Kings would love to have. And also, that's a great point to make because that's something that the Kings might do at 24 here. I mean, there's there's guys like Trace Jackson Davis who are mocked to go into the second round. But if you're the Sacramento Kings and you feel like, hey, that's a, that's a playmaking big that we can bring in day one and he can be our backup – why not take him at 24 sure. if you really, really like him as a prospect and are and believe in him and, and maybe some of the other guys you like are no longer on the board. I don't see why not. Why? Why? Just because some every just because consensus is something if you and your staff believe and have done the research and done the work and and still come to the conclusion that you guys are high on him. Do it. Do it. Yeah. Well, we are just beginning. Again, we're going till 9 o'clock. We hope to get all three Kings picks in. We will. But just if they keep their picks, they're still uh, about 12 or so picks away. We're almost out of the lottery. We'll continue more with our NBA draft coverage special here on Sacktown Sports. The Orlando Magic select Jet Howard from the University of Michigan. Well, it is a big day. I mean, obviously, 58 players will have their lives changed today. I mean, it's a special, special day. Some of them will make it. Some of them will be Hall of Famers, stars. Others will be busts or just yeah. have a career. There's nothing wrong with that either. Um, but the name you just heard there, Jet Howard, went officially number 11. Uh, by all reports to from Shams, it looks like the 12th pick will be Derek Lively. As we mentioned earlier, that's a flip-flop there, Chris, with... Yep. With Dallas and OKC. Actually, I like Lively going to Dallas. I think that's a nice pick. I do, too. I mean, that's a really good lob threat for Luka. Mm-hmm. Uh, stands 7-1 with a 7-7 wingspan. Ooh. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that, man. That is a legitimate lob threat right there yeah. for Luka and, and maybe for Kyrie as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, a guy who, who during the pre-draft process, compared himself to Willie Cauley-Stein. So uh, do with that information what you will. I mean, you know what's interesting? Obviously, Willie underachieved for right. where the Kings picked him, but but as a prospect, there's as a prospect, there. like the way he could guard multiple positions, shift defensively. Yeah. Um, there was some offensive game, rim runner, but it just never developed like to another level yeah. that I think he needed to get. Yeah, to. Yeah, and I mean, Willie didn't really have a feel for the game mm-hmm. either that I think is required, especially you know when you're not going to be you know having the ball in your hand a ton you you really need to understand spacing and where you need to be on the basketball floor without the ball um and, and if Derek Lively can can just provide uh some rim protection and a lob threat for for Dallas I think that's exactly what they're looking for and uh, I I think that that could be a really really good pick for Dallas moving forward all right as we continue here with our NBA draft coverage all brought to you by Power Business Technology for all your business office equipment needs contact them at 844 powerbz or go to powercopiers 
Com. There was some intrigue. Uh, I think this started to shift yesterday. Chris, if we go back to the top of the lottery, you mentioned Victor Womanyama, no surprise, goes number one. But there was Brandon Miller was kind of locked into Charlotte. Then the the word today started going, <laughs> yeah. uh oh, are they are they changing? But here's what happened at number two earlier today. 2023. The Charlotte Hornets select Brandon Miller from the University of Alabama. All right, so that was Michael Jordan's final pick. Uh, some controversy behind there. Not really him. I think a lot of people think he'll be a good prospect, but I was a little bit more on the Scoot Henderson bandwagon, and I hope if they want Brandon Miller, take him. But if it, they took him because they have LaMelo Ball, I think that's the wrong idea. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't agree with that that uh, that decision-making process, if that's how they actually uh, deducted you know how, who they were going to select because I think you should always just take, especially at the at the number two spot when you're that high in the draft, you need to just take the highest upside guy. And if you believe that Brandon Miller is that guy, good on you, and mm-hmm. and that's why you should take him. But I I really don't like it when I hear that that fit is is really the thing that seems to have given Brandon Miller the the overall edge over Scoot because I just think Scoot is the kind of guy who could be a number one on a championship team potentially. I mean, who who knows if he'll live up to those expectations, but when you see a profile like the like the kind of guy that that Scoot is, I mean, it's not hard to see how he compares to guys like John Morant, Russell Westbrook, those crazy explosive guys and and that those are really really tough to find. The next domino from that then becomes the third pick, which does end up being Scoot Henderson. Right. Um, and why I say domino is, does this uh, – Portland's got a decision to make. They don't have they to make sure it do. today, but, I mean, I really like Scoot Henderson. I like the potential of Shaden Sharp, Anthony Simons, Dame Lillard, too. I mean, they can, they can run them all if they yeah. want to, but that's for a team that hasn't been a playoff team the last couple of years after I think it was eight straight years – um, they do have a surplus, yeah. and I think there's others that would want Dame Lillard or Scoot or Simons or whatever. I think they can uh, get creative here. Yeah, I mean, if I if I'm a Portland fan, what I'm rooting for right now is for them to to commit to a timeline, and whether that is. Uh, I mean, it doesn't seem like they are going to to try and win now with the guys that they have on there. To me, it's a lot easier to just lean into that youth. You have Anthony Simons, who's under 24 years old. You have Shaden Sharp, who you drafted last year. And now you have Scoot Henderson. To me, you can get some draft picks or maybe some young talent for Damian Lillard and just really commit to that younger timeline and building around those younger guys. And, and you know, Damian Lillard was a great blazer, maybe uh, the best blazer of all time but but uh you know i think that 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 era is over and i just don't believe that they can compete for for a title in, in portland which is overall what what damian lillard wants he doesn't want to just compete for uh, a team that's scrappy in the playoffs yeah. he wants to win an nba title i think point. he would love nothing more than win a title and win it in portland i just don't see their lane it's yeah. not there right now um they can try to sprinkle around the edges but i think they're farther away from that and I think they have to. He and the organization have to have the difficult conversation of look, Damian, we we love you. You've been fantastic. This isn't a slight on you. No. This is a redirect out of respect. Absolutely, it's, you're too good of a talent yeah. to just sit and waste the rest of your career on this team. That yeah. at the moment, especially if you stay on the team, I mean, that's going to lift their floor so much that you know it's almost going to be hard to to be a losing team unless they do what they've done the past couple of years and just really sit him the, the last couple months of the season. All right, let's go back and hear from Adam Silver. In the 2023 NBA draft, the Oklahoma City Thunder select Derek Lively II from Duke University. 
All right, and as we mentioned, we believe that pick is going to be flopped and go to Dallas. So nice move there. But yeah, back to back to Portland and Damon. I think you just do it professionally. Be right. Let's. Let, we're trying to do right by you. Like, right. Give us a few lists of team. Uh, t- you know, we can't make it perfect. But you know, I know Dame has said he'd love to play with Bam in Miami. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm sure Miami's interested. That would be a place. He'd, I don't think they want to send him to Detroit for all this right. young talent and yeah. just go. You know, thanks, but see you later. Good yeah. luck. So I, I think they're. I hopefully they handle that professionally if in fact they do want to move them. Yeah, I think you just kind of pointed at it there. I think that Dame in, in the Portland front office need to meet up. They need to Dame essentially needs to just give him a list of teams that are that you're okay with going with. Uh and then, you know, Portland needs to do right by him and, and really try and move him to one of those teams. Uh, you know, I just hear hope that it's not to one of those LA teams, especially not the Lakers. Um but mm. I, I think Dame at this point in his career deserves to be moved to a to a title contender, and I would love to see him fit with that Miami team, who who was really just they were so close to winning a title, even though you know people feel like they they over you know they overperformed this yeah. year. I think if you add Damian Lillard to that mix, that's that's a recipe to make the title yet again last year or next year. Yeah, the team that's next on the clock will be Toronto. There's been a lot of talk about Toronto and the Kings, whether it's been Pascal Siakam, OG Ananubi. There's news today or the last. Uh, couple of hours or so chris about uh pascal siakam publicly coming out and saying basically he wouldn't sign with any team that tried to trade for him that that uh, makes it a little more difficult now it's a nice homage to toronto but maybe they want to move him i don't know an og (laughs) who knows he's in a final deal final year of a deal they're a little bit of a team like to watch that could move some things but i also think they can add and i I don't know the direction they're going to go I don't either, and I think Masai is, uh, you know, he's he's valuing his guys maybe too much so, but uh, they, they, you know, I think Siakam all but killed any trade stock he had yes, by he saying uh, that he wouldn't re-sign anywhere. So it, it seems like at least that portion of, of Toronto will stay, but I still think that OG is a guy that they want to move in, or they, they would be willing to move. And uh, if you're Sacramento, I think you have to kick the tires on a guy like that because depending on what you have to give up, that's that could be a piece that could take you to another level. Yeah, all right. We're going to hit a break here. We'll come back. We're almost out of the lottery. Toronto, then New Orleans. We're getting closer to that 24th pick, which belongs to the Sacramento Kings. We will have it for you when it happens, our reaction, our thoughts, all of that, and so much more as our NBA draft special continues right here on Sacktown Sports. You you just kind of go for it. And, hey, we've, we've done the I trust in Monty type thing before. I think it's still the right way to do this. It is interesting that Trace Jackson Davis is still on the board, but Kings had multiple looks at him and obviously elected that wasn't the right choice for him. So um, we will see what Jalen... Slauson can do for this team. I was trying to find his information in the draft guide. I don't honestly, I've been searching here this whole time. I don't even know that they have it listed. So uh, let's see if we can check in with ESPN really quickly. I know they're talking about the last two picks here. Available for summer league, but but he is a, a high level defender. He was selected 53rd overall with Jalen Slauson being selected 54th. We're going to head to one more break. We'll see you on the oh. other side with the 55th pick. In- okay. So there you go. We didn't even get much information on Jalen Slauson. They took Jalen Slauson. That was our information. That's what we know. So we will have more. We will be able to hear from Monty. We will have more reaction to this certainly um, tomorrow on all our shows and, you know, get what we can about Jalen Slauson. But there's, you know, obviously a thought process behind this, reasoning behind what Monty wanted to do there. But um, let's see. Sean says one more report here. Nope, that one's not a trade because at this point, you just never know, Kyle. It feels like guys could be on the move. 
And uh, let me give you some numbers from Jalen Slauson in his time at <clears throat> Furman. Uh, let's see here. So f- played for the Furman Paladins. He is six foot seven, two hundred fifteen pounds, senior. So again, another experienced player. Averaged fifteen points, seven boards, three assists. Shot fifty five percent from the field. Uh, his last two years was at fourteen five and then fifteen six per game. So he's improved that. Shot the ball well. Shoots a three okay as well. Uh, remember, Furman was a team that did make the NCAA tournament. I remember there, and oh yeah, they lost to San Diego State, a team that ultimately made it to the uh, championship game. S D. Yes, that's right. You, the, uh, I grew up five minutes away from that campus. In the opening round, they stunned four seed Virginia. He went for a double double of nineteen and ten in the game against San Diego State. He was held to eight points and two rebounds. So, um, you know, not a lot of players in the NBA are coming from Furman, but it's a second round pick, six seven forward. Kind of feels like that one was combo of a player they liked and a possible position of need. Jalen Slauson is also the player in the viral clip who couldn't believe that Virginia turned the ball over after that March Madness Okay, game. I, when I saw his face, I, I recognized the face, but I couldn't remember exactly where I had recognized He wasn't the one who made the shot, I don't right, believe. but I think but it was couldn't believe the he, actual turnover. Yeah, the viral clip afterwards where he's in the locker room, he's like, I can't believe they threw it away. I can't believe they threw it away. That is, that's Jalen Slauson. Uh, let me get one more here. Our guy, Bob Gerald, Hoop Obsession, had him 37th. In our opinion, the most overlooked player in the draft is Jalen Slauson. He is a versatile forward that plays defense well and is improving as a wing shooter. Perhaps folks are dwelling on his seemingly below-average running and jumping ability. 33-inch max vert. Slauson averaged 15 points. We mentioned the seven boards, three and a half assists per game. He shot 39% from three, 78% from free throw. His assist-to-turnover ratio was 1.23 to 1. He led the uh, SoCon in box score plus-minus, effective field goal percentage, and true shooting percentage. His defensive rating was 5.2 better than his Furman team. He has a 6'11", uh, wait, uh, yeah, wingspan. In the 2021-22 season, he was the SoCon Defensive Player of the Year. Right-handed, we doubt Slauson will be drafted. In our opinion, though, he will be proved to be the worst decision of the 223 draft, if it happens, if he isn't drafted. Slauson is a player. He has a, poten- a positional size. He shoots it. He defends. He shares. We view him as a potential top-tier small forward in the NBA. Interesting, interesting, because he has him graded as a, a thir- he said 37, which is clearly a top of the second round guy. Yeah. And hmm. the Sacramento Kings made the move. I wonder how Mike Brown is going to have kind of his say on, on that pick and, and how his development is going to be, because a lot of what you're talking about is like a wing defender, right. uh, you know, seems like an elite shooter at the mid-major level. And obviously this was one of the best mid-major teams defended above average compared to his college teammates. I wonder how Mike Brown, you know, had a say in that draft pick and bringing him in potentially as, you know, maybe he'll make the final roster, maybe he'll be a G League guy, but it's just interesting to think about how Mike Brown, who's preaching defense all the time, might be uh, having a say in that pick. Yeah, so you get guys in the draft, whether it's Colby Jones or Jalen Slauson, that can help some depth on the perimeter and the wing, and uh, free agency money is here. Got to believe there's some targets in the front court, maybe even more backcourt help. So an exciting time. The draft is about wrapped up. I know we're done for the night. We do thank everyone that was a part of this tonight. Certainly my partner, Chris Watkins. Kyle, thank you for all your work, Kyle Ledbetter. I'll be back tomorrow morning with Carmichael Dave at 6. We'll have much more reaction to this and all the other moves and who knows what else might happen between now 
and them. But thank you so much for listening to our NBA draft coverage tonight, brought to you by Power Business Technology. For all your business office equipment needs, contact them at 844-POWER-BZ or go to powercopiers.com. we got CBS Sports Radio coming your way next. Again, Dave and I are back at 6 a.m. right here on Sacktown Sports. See ya. They were coming in and asking, are we going to take Chris Murray? When are we going to take Chris Murray? So, like, obviously he was the name everyone knew. But beyond that point, from a basketball standpoint, I mean, he was a guy the Sacramento Kings were interested in. And like you said, was picked one pick before Sacramento. And the other part of it is Dallas didn't have this cap space until about 40 minutes before the Kings made that pick. So, obviously, this deal had to come together quickly. Yeah. For those who are maybe tuning in, Dallas traded down from pick 10 to pick 12 to get rid of Davis Bertans' contract. Yeah, with OKC, correct? With Oklahoma yeah. City, yes. And that was about $17.5 million on Bertans' contract that they opened up, they had as a trade exception. And then the Kings just took Rashawn Holmes' $13 million and yeah. slid it into that trade exception. So... That deal had to come together pretty quickly given yeah. they didn't know Dallas had the cap space. I got to believe at the trade deadline when everyone's like, why didn't the Kings make a move? I'm sure they were looking at, at stuff for Rashawn Holmes. And now that that half a year finished, it's different when two years are left on a contract or one year left on a contract, a little easier to move. They were able to move him now. Uh, served as a great role for the Kings. And I think that's a guy that when he comes back will get one of those classic once a king, always a king receptions. Because, I mean, Rashawn Holmes had, had really – that's that's like a classic Sacramento Kings success story. My first Kings game that I ever went to, it was, uh, the, I think, the last home game that was played prior to the league shutting down in 2020. Oh, yeah, okay. And it was against the Pistons, and Rashawn Holmes got a block, and there were MVP chants coming from the crowd <laughs> for Rashawn Holmes. Oh, he had some big nights. He had some big 20-20 nights or 20-double-double nights. I mean, he, he put in some big numbers, but just kind of, uh, when you get Sabonis... Um, wasn't the rim protector that maybe they wanted started shooting some threes. I still think that's something he's capable of doing, but just wasn't quite the right fit. And they tried to do right by him. I think he'll be good in Dallas. Uh, by the way, uh, OKC was picking at 50. They just took Keontae Johnson. So we're getting closer to that last pick for the Sacramento Kings, which will be at 54 and Jalen Wilson went to the nets at 51. So the Kings are three away from making what is scheduled to be their final pick of uh, this draft. So it's been an interesting night, Kyle, to say the least. Anything jump out to you the most of, I guess, now 51 picks? Out of the 51. Even the top, like at the beginning. I mean, did Brandon Miller surprise you? Because I, I I, truly hope, I mean, I'm not rooting against any of these teams. I really hope they got that right for their sake. Because if they didn't do that because they got LaMelo Ball, I think that's the wrong wrong thought process. Yeah, I I. I think at that point I'd kind of been resigned to the fact that Brandon Miller was going to be the pick by Charlotte because my thinking the whole time is you get the guys in the door and you figure it out later. Mm, Sacramento right. is a great example of yeah. that. They they got Fox, they got Halliburton, yeah. they tried it for a couple of years and then they they made the call to yeah. to move there. So if Charlotte's issue is well, we think Scoot's a better player, but the fit with Lamelo that wouldn't have been yeah. the right call by them. But if they believe in Brandon Miller, I can't knock him for it. Uh, the thing that I thought was most interesting is four of the top five picks did not go to college basketball. That is interesting. And this is less of an anomaly than it is a trend, it feels like. I yeah. think there's... And it's not all European. It's it's the G League. It's the overtime. I mean, like, it's guys playing professionally, but just not in college. And if we extend it out further, uh, Bilal Koulibaly was picked seven yeah. by uh, what well, was originally Indiana right. and traded to Washington, but... I mean, obviously, he was Victor Weminyama's teammate in 
uh, for Metropolitan's 92 in France. And everything that we've seen is that there are different options for players beyond just the international guys. Obviously, two overtime elite players in the Thompson Twins. I think three or four overtime elite players got Mm -hmm. picked in the first round this year. G League Ignite's been a thing for years, obviously, last year or two years ago was when Jalen Green was picked number two after going to the G League Ignite. So I thought that was interesting in terms of right at the top of the draft, you got five of the top seven picks and four of the top five being guys who didn't play college basketball. Yeah, and then the other part of this to remember, I mean, the Kings are going to be picking here in just a few picks, but it only goes to 58. There's still work right after the draft ends, and there's free agents that can be signed. Also, the Kings have some money to you know, sign some of these guys even on a non-guarantee, that type of thing, and bring guys into the California Classic or certainly to Vegas for the Summer League. So there, there's been careers that have been made. We've seen all-stars come out of an undrafted. It's rare, but it can happen. We know second-round success, and obviously we just witnessed the greatest one ever, I think, in Nikola Jokic that, um, you know, was he 41? 46? Pick 41. 41. So 40 teams passed on him. He goes 41 and uh, it's become one of the great big men we've ever seen. I mean, it's just unbelievable, whether it's Draymond in the second round, Jimmy Butler at 30, Brad Miller becoming an all-star as a second round. You know, you've had undrafted guys. It's It can be done, and so you wait, you see, and you kind of process this whole thing. So uh, the Nets, as we said, are picking now at – or we already got their 51st. Yeah, so Jalen Wilson is who their pick is. Um, the Kings are coming up here in their next few with um, – decisions to be made and in some of these cases it doesn't even have to be you know Jokic becomes an MVP or right. something like that it doesn't have to be years from now I, I looked up the 2021 draft class real quick and Herb Jones for the Pelicans was a second round yeah. pick two years ago and right. immediately became a star obviously a couple years ago Malcolm Brogdon was a second round pick who won rookie of the year yeah. and hey right here Kyle King 60 Isaiah Thomas I mean he had good years in Sacramento was a fourth in the MVP with Boston like that was the last pick of the draft, and he became an incredible player. And unfortunately, injuries derailed that. But you can, you can find guys, and you can also still find them after this. And it's especially true for the Kings right now because there are so many roster spots available, and right. guys who were two-way players last year, like Nemes Kada, he might get one of these roster spots coming into next year. We know Delavadova's already gone back to Australia. It doesn't look like Alex Lenz coming back. There's a lot of roster spots to be filled for the Kings. And like you said, the California Classic roster is going to get built out pretty quickly yeah. here because that starts in nine, ten days. Yeah, and free agency's next Friday. The week after is the uh, California Classic, the third and the fifth. Got a couple on our YouTube asking, hey, guys, what do you think of, uh, I guess, Windhorse is suggesting that uh, Draymond Green could be in play for the Kings. Of course he could. I mean, because you now become, we mentioned, Houston has the most money, then it's Sacramento, then it's a canyon, it's a gap. There's a few teams that have money, but you're not. those teams can't sign Draymond Green. The Warriors can, and I believe that's the favorite, but it's Houston and it's Sacramento if the Kings are interested. They could put an offer. Not sure they're going to get him, but he's in play. He is and definitely in play. It's so unique because... Obviously, teams can do what Sacramento did. They can dump a contract, attach a future draft pick. Nobody else has really done that tonight. There right. have, I mean, they were saying there was going to be all this movement and players were going to be switching because people were preparing for weaker draft classes. And obviously, we had the Bradley Beal trade, Chris Paul trades, uh, Porzingis got traded, yeah. obviously. But on draft night, there hasn't really been all that many trades when it seemed like there could be a ton of possibilities. Yeah. So those teams haven't opened up a lot of cap space and 
I made the joke on Twitter that the perfect offseason for the Kings at this point would be sign Draymond Green and then trade for Jordan Poole. That would be exactly what the Kings <laughs> Oh, you just wanted do. trouble on there, didn't you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I just want to see the anarchy of put those two together on Sacramento and we're going to... Our, our newfound rivalry yeah. with the Warriors, we're going to bring the, the disregarded, disgruntled Warriors and come back and beat them, or it'll all blow up in our faces. Well, Phoenix, Kyle, has just taken it 52. It looks like, uh, according to Shams, they are taking Tumani Kamara from, uh, or he's the 52nd pick. So that means Minnesota right now at 53, and then as scheduled, the Sacramento Kings are 54. So we're a few minutes away from the Kings selection, and um, again... Trace Jackson Davis is still on the board. We said it earlier when Chris Watkins was here. Our guy Bob Gerald from HoopObsession.com has Trace Jackson Davis rated 14th on his board. Now, everybody does this differently. Everybody has different preferences. That's why you get you know different opinions on these guys. Uh, me, personally, I would be interested in Oscar Sheboy from Kentucky. He's been undersized, just a savage rebounder. Um, you know, I've got, I will say this with full bias, uh, Jalen Clark at UCLA was the Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year before he tore his knee. I think he's undervalued. Uh, we're, again, we're talking 54th pick. So you're trying to get someone that could be on your roster or developed into something later. Um, so those are names I'm looking at, but we'll see. We'll see what ends up happening. I don't have as much of an in-depth draft analysis as you guys. <laughs> as uh, as someone who doesn't have to do four hours of talking on the radio a day, I didn't dive deep yeah. into the 50s and 60s well, of the draft deep. picks. But we're deep now. Obviously, Oscar Shibway was, uh, I believe, college player of the year a couple of years Maybe ago. Two years. I mean, just an incredible rebounder. And usually, to me, jump shooting and rebounding transfer. Like, if you can shoot, you'll probably shoot in the NBA. If you can rebound, you've got a spot. Now... Yeah, he's undersized. I, I mean, Looney's a good example. I saw him play all the time at UCLA, and I went, eh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't really look at him as this screaming pro player. But you get in the right spot, you get in the right system, and he was he's great for the Warriors. You know, another classic example of that, and someone who was picked, I believe, with pick fifty nine in the draft is Paul Reed for the Seventy right. Sixers. Done a nice job. He's done a nice job. Yeah. He was Embiid's backup in the playoffs this year when Embiid had the uh, the knee injury in the first round. He filled in as a starter and. You know, it didn't blow him out the building, but similarly to Looney, is just a guy who fits a role, develops for a couple of years, and then, you know, you look up and you don't have to sign the DeAndre yeah. Jordan to a minimum contract or the Dwight Howard to a minimum contract because you've got a guy like Paul Reed. Yeah, our guy Russell saying right now you draft the best available at this point. I think you draft the best available anyway or whatever's on your board, whatever you think that is. I mean, I really think it's that simple. I don't think you overthink it. I think you literally... Right out, if you're the Kings and you think you're staying at 54, your top 54 prospects, and if he's 37th on your board right now, you take that player. I mean, I don't, I don't think you have to overthink it. Chris Watkins was saying earlier that Trace Jackson Davis was a guy that they were talking about at 24. And this wasn't just like, a, you know, who could the Kings take? No, the, the Sacramento Kings were having this conversation. Mm-hmm. So we know they're interested in him. Uh, also... Your guy Jalen Clark was just selected at pick fifty three. Ah, oh, really? Yep he he was selected by Minnesota with pick fifty three. So it looks like that's off the table. But Sacramento is now officially on the clock, and uh, Trace Jackson Davis made it. He's so. still there. Okay, so Jalen Clark is gone. By the way, I think Shams is also reporting that that uh, Phoenix pick, which was Tumani Kamar, is is going part of that Bradley Beal trade. Yeah, which basically I, anything Phoenix is doing is going to Washington. That's what I thought when yeah. I saw Phoenix on the board. I'm like, that pick is either going to Washington yeah. or Brooklyn or whatever. They don't have any draft picks. And yeah. 
by the way, the former owner of the team and current president have basically come out and said, hey, we don't believe in prospect scouting. They're the only team in the league that doesn't have a development uh, G League team. The Phoenix Suns do not believe in draft and scouting, so they're just going to save yeah. that money and do whatever. Well, who is going to join Colby Jones as new members of the Sacramento Kings? The Kings got Colby Jones in the second round. That's their only player attached to them tonight. We are awaiting on the 54th pick. Um, it should be up momentarily. Of course, they're in a commercial. They are in a commercial on television. I w- I, I, we might get the sneak peek. Uh, I'll see if we can do this the legitimate way with Mark Tatum. We'll see. Even if you and I find out, maybe we'll hang tight uh, to no spoilers here because it's been a it's a spoiler night. That's the way this draft works. But uh, the Kings are on the clock. Uh, according to ESPN, what they need is a shot blocker and a starting power forward. Well, I don't know that you're drafting that at 54, but number one on Jay Billis's board is Trace Jackson Davis. Um, number two was Adam Sinogo from the national champion Connecticut Huskies. Yeah, you got other names. Ricky Council, I've seen, has been listed, you know, kind of targeted around the Kings at this pick. So, um, oh, I, we're going to get drafted during a Subway commercial. Subway, is this a sign? We will go read it as soon as it's put on TV because I haven't seen it come from Shams yet either. The Kings are selecting. Jalen Slauson, a forward from Furman. I've seen his name linked to the Kings as well. So Jalen Slauson goes to the Sacramento Kings. We're going to get our information that we can from you uh, for you here on Jalen Slauson, uh, the newest member of the Sacramento Kings pending any trade because this stuff has been happening pretty fast and furiously here. But uh, that looks like the newest member of your Sacramento Kings. We'll give you some details and some numbers on Jalen Slauson. Um, But Furman... Not a power program, certainly, but doesn't mean the forward position I know is is of intrigue for the Sacramento Kings and probably an area of need for sure. Um, let me look up some of his numbers for you because that is a guy, you know, we are talking deep into the draft. And <clears throat> oh, there we go from Furman. And I didn't have a lot of information on him. I got to be honest, I hadn't seen him play a lot of basketball, but uh, he is the newest member of your Sacramento Kings. All right. Yeah. That is an interesting choice because they had a couple names that we recognized, guys they were interested in before, and they went a little bit off the board here with Jalen Slauson. Yeah, I would agree. I think it definitely is off the board. But um, when you're in the second round, when you're trying to find out um, what fits best for you, you you just kind of go for it. And, hey, we've, we've done the I trust in Monty type thing before. I think it's still the right way to do this. It is interesting that Trace Jackson Davis is still on the board, but Kings had multiple looks at him and obviously elected that wasn't the right choice for him. So um, we will see what Jalen Slauson can do for this team. I was trying to find his information in the draft guide. I don't Honestly, I've been searching here this whole time. I don't even know that they have it listed. So uh, let's see if we can check in with ESPN really quickly. I know they're talking about the last two picks here. Available for summer leagues, but but he is a, a high-level defender. He was selected 53rd overall with Jalen Slauson being selected 54th. We're going to head to one more break. We'll see you on the oh. other side with the 55th pick. Okay, so there you go. We didn't even get much information on Jalen Slauson. They took Jalen Slauson. That was our information. That's what we know. So we will have more. We will be able to hear from Monty. We will have more reaction to this certainly um, tomorrow on all our shows and, you know, get what we can about Jalen Slauson. But there's, you know, obviously a thought process behind this, reasoning behind what Monty wanted to do there. But um, oh, let's see. Sean says one more report here. Nope, that one's not a trade because at this point you just never know. Kyle, it feels like guys could be on the move. 
And uh, let me give you some numbers from Jalen Slauson in his time at <clears throat> Furman. Uh, let's see here. So f- played for the Furman Paladins. He is six foot seven, two hundred fifteen pounds, senior. So again, another experienced player. Averaged fifteen points, seven boards, three assists. Shot fifty five percent from the field. Uh, his last two years was at fourteen five and then fifteen six per game. So he's improved that. Shot the ball well. Shoots a three okay as well. Uh, remember, Furman was a team that did make the NCAA tournament. I remember there, and oh yeah, they lost to San Diego State, a team that ultimately made it to the uh, championship game. S D. Yes, that's right. You, the, uh, I grew up five minutes away from that campus. In the opening round, they stunned four seed Virginia. He went for a double double of nineteen and ten in the game against San Diego State. He was held to eight points and two rebounds. So, um, you know, not a lot of players in the NBA are coming from Furman, but it's a second round pick, six seven forward. Kind of feels like that one was combo of a player they liked and a possible position of need. Jalen Slauson is also the player in the viral clip who couldn't believe that Virginia turned the ball over after that March Madness Okay, game. I, when I saw his face, I, I recognized the face, but I couldn't remember exactly where I had recognized He wasn't the one who made the shot, I don't right, believe. but I think but it was couldn't believe the he, actual turnover. Yeah, the viral clip afterwards where he's in the locker room, he's like, I can't believe they threw it away. I can't believe they threw it away. That is, that's Jalen Slauson. Uh, let me get one more here. Our guy, Bob Gerald, Hoop Obsession, had him 37th. In our opinion, the most overlooked player in the draft is Jalen Slauson. He is a versatile forward that plays defense well and is improving as a wing shooter. Perhaps folks are dwelling on his seemingly below-average running and jumping ability. 33-inch max vert. Slauson averaged 15 points. We mentioned the seven boards, three and a half assists per game. He shot 39% from three, 78% from free throw. His assist-to-turnover ratio was 1.23 to 1. He led the uh, SoCon in box score plus-minus, effective field goal percentage, and true shooting percentage. His defensive rating was 5.2 better than his Furman team. He has a 6'11", uh, wait, uh, yeah, wingspan. In the 2021-22 season, he was the SoCon Defensive Player of the Year. Right-handed, we doubt Slauson will be drafted. In our opinion, though, he will be proved to be the worst decision of the 223 draft if it happens, if he isn't drafted. Slauson is a player. He has a, poten- a positional size. He shoots it. He defends. He shares. We view him as a potential top-tier small forward in the NBA. Interesting, interesting, because he has him graded as a, a thir- he said 37, which is clearly a top of the second round guy, yeah. and hmm. the Sacramento Kings made the move. I wonder how Mike Brown is going to have kind of his say on, on that pick and, and how his development is going to be, because a lot of what you're talking about is like a wing defender, right. uh, it, you know, seems like an elite shooter at the mid-major level, and obviously this is one of the best mid-major teams, defended above average compared to his college teammates. I wonder how Mike Brown, you know, had a say in that draft pick and bringing him in potentially as, you know, maybe he'll make the final roster, maybe he'll be a G League guy, but yeah. it's just interesting to think about how Mike Brown, who's preaching defense all the time, might be uh, having a say in that pick. Yeah, so you get guys in the draft, whether it's Colby Jones or Jalen Slauson, that can help some depth on the perimeter and the wing, and uh, free agency money is here. Got to believe there's some targets in the front court, maybe even more backcourt help. So an exciting time. The draft is about wrapped up. I know we're done for the night. We do thank everyone that was a part of this tonight. Certainly my partner, Chris Watkins. Kyle, thank you for all your work, Kyle Ledbetter. I'll be back tomorrow morning with Carmichael Dave at 6. We'll have much more reaction to this and all the other moves, and who knows what else might happen between now 
and them. But thank you so much for listening to our NBA draft coverage tonight, brought to you by Power Business Technology. For all your business office equipment needs, contact them at 844-POWER-BZ or go to powercopiers.com. we got CBS Sports Radio coming your way next. Again, Dave and I are back at 6 a.m. right here on Sacktown Sports. See ya. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.